Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. Oh my goodness, we're doing this. It's amazing. We're we're here. It's number 24. I can't believe that. Are we on 24 already? That's kind of cool. Yeah, we're it's going to be our we're going to be able to rent a car next time. Do but, we get uh, an award for this? Uh no, not. <laughs> so, and speaking of which, please make sure that you spread the word to uh everybody you know to like, rate, subscribe, download our podcast because we could sure use a few more ears on us. Otherwise, the man might come and try to take us away yeah but, but it's easy to find like you can go to our just on our website it's right there on the homepage. but it's also under the listen tab and it says podcast but we're on other formats like itunes and stuff as well yep on itunes on google play so you know search us out wherever you seek out your podcast needs so i thought that we were we uh, there's a couple of things i want to talk sean's not here today he is on vacation this week so we're still yes. powering ahead without him and i had Something else I wanted to talk about that, you know, he wouldn't really be able to weigh in on. But we were talking before on the air about something else, and it made me think about my new pet peeve. And so why not talk about it now? So <laughs> okay, I started doing, well, let me backtrack. My wife got us to start doing the keto diet, diet, which is like low carb is the biggest thing about it. And you're still married? Yeah, I don't mind this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm that kind of guy. have it like almost killed each other because you're angry because you can't eat good food? No, because for the most part, I don't notice it. Like, you know what I miss? I miss bagels. I love bagels yeah. and bread and sandwiches. But I'm also okay eating leftovers from the night before. And the stuff we've been doing has actually been pretty good. Um, okay. But this is my, my new thing. So, and this goes back to even before this. So I went, we had talked before about the, uh, the Mick Ultra and I think Mick Ultra Gold is the one I tried that you said something about. About yes, Mick Ultra Gold is my new favorite right now. Okay, so they're like they're regular beers, but they're low carb, low calorie, you know, and they you can't taste a single difference with them. Like it just tastes like a light beer. It's not a mm-hmm. you know. And I'm I'm honestly more than anything I'm trying to <laughs> trying to cut back on the number of because obviously the more the more beers you have, obviously they add up. So it doesn't do any good even if you're having you know, forty six <laughs> low carb beers. Yeah. It it definitely can start to add up, but you know I was thinking about it when I was at the store, and this came across my mind the other day too because someone you know if I see one more thing about White Claw, and I was like I'll try it I'll try the hard seltzer why not? Um, what is the deal with the skinny can? 
like I and someone said, well, it's because they put less in it, and so they're no. making it look like it's more. And I'm like, no. So like the Mick the Mick Ultra whatever one, it's twelve ounces. Yeah, it's the same amount of beverage. Is it? And this is just one of those things. Are they marketing that to women, and they think that a woman? can't hold a normal size can and needs some <laughs> right. sort of slim can or is it supposed to be like a mind trick like a slimmer can means a lighter beer i think it's a combination of both of those things and a big punch in the face to the men in marketing who think that a woman needs a skinnier can because i can hold my bud light just fine thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> look I've made but, it through my entire drinking career and never seen a woman or, uh, or anyone have struggle with a full... Uh, right. uh, uh, I can barely get my tiny hand around this can. It's never been an issue. It's not an issue, but I do think that the illusion... You know, marketing people are... They are geniuses for a reason. They understand that the illusion of a skinny can makes you feel like you're drinking less. Therefore, you're going to be skinnier. Okay, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I've the my biggest problem with this entire thing is I am the king of koozies. I have so many koozies, and I keep my cans cold while I drink them. For Father's Day, I got a brand new Yeti cooler, can cooler. It is, um, I, I had no idea. I had no, I have been drinking hot, gross beer. Up until this point, that can that can holder is amazing. Okay, I will give it props because it does keep your can cold. However, if you are drinking beers out of a cooler and so they've got some condensation on the outside of them, by about the second one, when you go to tip it up, it drips all over your face. How do you know that's condensation and not just you being a lousy drinker? No, because I'm a professional. No, seriously, the water... <laughs> you got water, a tight seal on that can? <laughs> I even started, I even started like when I would switch beers out, sticking a paper towel in the bottom and dabbing the water out of the bottom because it collects in there. Really? It's a solid, you know, kind of waterproof kind of koozie. It collects in the bottom. And then when you go to tip it up, I'm telling you, Maddie, you, you have a couple beers out of there that you've drank out of a cooler and the cans are wet. Yeah, it... It's not cool. I've never, you know, the only thing that I've had a problem with is that it was heavy and I couldn't tell yeah. that I drank all my beer. Right. You don't know that you're at the bottom. <laughs> so I don't know how to pace myself because I'm like, oh, I got plenty of beer in here. <laughs> <laughs> it but, reminds me of the day, back in the day when koozies used to be styrofoam. Yeah. And my parents had a lot of those and they would put napkins in the bottom of those styrofoam koozies to keep them from dripping, from the water collecting and dripping on their face. And the Yeti koozies do the same thing. I'm, see, I haven't had that issue yet. And now I can't have that issue because I'm drinking my Slim Cans yes, trying to be can. healthy. Maddie, if you have, did you throw away that um, fake beer can insert that came with your Yeti koozie? Oh, no, I gave it to the boy. Why? Because that is to make a bottle or a slim can fit into the koozie. Wait a minute. Hold up. Yeah. Hold up. Hey, track back a little bit. So if anyone's not familiar, when you get a Yeti cooler, like the can cooler, can huggy, whatever, it's got a fake can with a fake top on it and it just, whatever. Am I supposed to pour the into that? No, 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 no. You don't pour it out. 
you um, use it. You slide it okay. in. First of all, yeah, the top of it screws off, and right. then you slide it into. Um, you put it in the koozie, and then you screw the top of the koozie back on, and then your bottle or your can, your slim can, fits perfectly in the Yeti koozie. Oh my god! I know. Mind blown. I mean, like brain matter leaking out because it's just exploded. <laughs> I thought it was just a, some stupid thing that they no. gave. Oh, no. no it actually ha- has a use. Oh, I'm going to have to go get the can back from the boy. I don't even know what he's done <laughs> he's with like, it now. No, don't steal my beer. It is my, my fake can. I, I gave it to him because I didn't think it was. I thought it was just some dumb thing you could put tchotchkes in. It had no, a sticker it has- in it. It oh. actually has a, a function. Wow, my mind. <laughs> well, still, that aside, I don't care if they found a way to adapt my stupid thin cans. You know what I literally did the other day is I took one of my looser fitting koozies, like one of my well-worn 98.7 Simon koozies, mm-hmm. and I wrapped it around and then folded it over so it made it tight. And then I got a rubber band out of my junk drawer <laughs> and, and, and rubber banded my- it on. My girlfriend who drinks, she drinks the Ultra Golds too, and she just has like a koozie stuck inside of a koozie that somehow makes it fit a little tighter. A koozie in a koozie? Yes. <laughs> it goes on for day. I have so many, and so I just didn't want to punch out for this amazing collection that I have. Not that anything sits around that long, oh, but no. I also let you know my other nice thing about a koozie is you don't need a coaster in my, in my like if I'm in its side because the foam ones especially like don't really leak out, but. Right. My motto is you can never have too many koozies. And that even um, when bands started selling koozies at their concerts, that was my go-to to buy because they're usually only about five bucks. And then you have a, a collectible without spending a whole bunch of money. I have from recent concerts. I now have a Guns N' Roses and a Foo Fighters one. Mm-hmm. And then my other thing was when I did my baseball trip every year, I would get a koozie from every ballpark we went to. Yeah. Um only downside is I left last year's last year we went to Philadelphia and I had this awesome Phillies one and I definitely left it on the can in the can holder <laughs> at the at game the stadium yeah but I've got most other ones I've got a Detroit one I've got I want to say I got a Seattle one and even though I kind of grow attached to some of my koozies it's still if you lose it it's like eh, no big deal I've got 45 more at home and that had a good run. It only cost me five bucks. My friends, when they got married, that was like the thing they put oh, on the yeah. table for everybody was like I have a bunch of those. A wedding koozie. I, like I, I it. just it's it's one thing like we'll give it away at, at remotes and stuff all the time. Like when we go out and on the and we're seeing people, that's one of our biggest giveaways and it always has been because they're not that expensive. And no. almost everybody only once <laughs> Only once did I have someone who was like, what's this? And it was out at, and I'm not putting the school on blast, so just chill out. We were at High Point University. Uh-huh. And I, let me just say, I, I I knew what I was getting into as they had me set up next to um, Foreign Cars. Italia was out there as well with a Maserati and a super high-end Porsche. And then, <laughs> and then there I was with the Simon Tent and my Wheel of Prizes. But what kind of college <laughs> student doesn't know what a koozie is? Oh, oh, it wasn't the student. It was Mama had come to the game oh, and she's like, oh, what's this? And it's like, it's a, you know, it's a beer koozie. You put your, your well, I don't drink. No, uh, no, actually what you need to, exp- I explain to people out there all the time is you can put canned soda 
sodas in them. You can put water bottles in them, whatever. It's to keep your drink cold and to not get leave a watermark on stuff. Because I've had people, oh, well, I don't drink beer. <laughs> well, yeah, you can put what? other cans in it. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. It, it won't spit your beer out. But this woman was like, ah, maybe we can, do you think it'll work on a boat? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I think it's as effective on a boat. It works on a boat, on a float. Uh, with <laughs> what this planet kind of, are you from, lady? In this box with this fox. <laughs> it works in all these places. Well, that was my favorite. Like, ah, oh, when we go to the vineyard, well, we can bring it on the boat with us. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like, my. okay. <laughs> all right, lady. Yeah, enjoy. Here, take this and give it to someone you see in the streets who... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. <laughs> Some peasants might need a koozie. <laughs> well, it, anyway, uh, so yeah, the Slim Can thing kept freaking me out. And then it made me think about, you know, how they made women's cigarettes super thin, like the Virginia Slims. And, yeah. you know, and, and then I also remember that reminded me of back in the restaurant days, there was somebody I worked with who smoked those. And everyone was like, what are you doing? You look ridiculous. And he was like, no one's ever asked me to bum one. And I'm like, holy crap, you're an evil genius. It's like, it used to be like no one would ever carry a pink lighter because no one's ever going to stink. Uh, steal the pink lighter like oh I don't want to be caught with that same idea that this dude walked around with his you know misty 100s or whatever yes (laughs) he's so smart in that but I say again all of us can hold regular size cans give me my give me my hard seltzer in a real can give me my (laughs) low carb (laughs) nutritional beer (laughs) oh so now that the hard seltzers are so popular they need to start marketing them to men in a little fat can that uh, maybe like a, has blue colors on it or something. <laughs> well, they they have. I saw there's there is a brand that I think is tied to a vodka. I saw it in the liquor store, and I oh. saw that being marketed by a website that I follow that's hardcore about dudes. So yeah. it, it is on everybody. Huh. It, it it is everywhere. <clears throat> so. I, there was something else I wanted to talk to you about, and I figured we'd talk about it now while he's not here, and and that is because he has no, no real horse in the in the race on it, but about tattoos, because yeah. you and I are the 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 two tattooed members of the uh, Get Up Show, um, and that yes. I know that we both have our own stories, and of course I legendarily alone have the tramp stamp. Well, no, I say alone. We all have tramp stamps. Well, I, mine mine is in the position of a tramp stamp, but yours is the actual tribal specific definition of a tramp stamp. Yeah. So I started getting tattooed in college. And so I was at the height of the tribal thing, like when yeah. everybody was getting the tribal bands and before that became a thing. I actually have I have a tattoo on my sho- on my right shoulder. It's my entire shoulder, and it's <laughs> and it's an entire tribal piece. But not only that, because God forbid I do anything you know 100 percent right. I had um, the artist put a Celtic knot in the middle of it. Okay. Now ask me so how Irish a- I am. <laughs> culture clash and how tribal are you neither (laughs) (laughs) that's the real question i don't know what i was thinking now that said i am very proud of it because it did win best tribal at a tattoo convention in greensboro 
Oh, well, look at you. But here's so when you go in and you want like a tribal piece on your shoulder like that, do you just say do something tribal or did you have something picked out? Is it supposedly have a meaning behind it? No, there's zero meaning behind it. Um, I can't even remember what my mindset was. I liked that pattern. I mm-hmm. like the idea of it. And and I'll be honest, I didn't even realize the aspect of what tribal meant. In I think the closest I saw for what I thought a, like a real tribal tattoo was, was I remember when I got blood sugar sex magic from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. On the inside, mm-hmm. it has all like almost all of their tattoos are on it. And yeah. I think it's Anthony Kiedis that has a lot of like uh, Pacific Northwest Indian, uh, tribal Indian um, art. Mm-hmm. Like one of those big eagles or like, you know, they have like a real distinct look. Right. And I always thought those were kind of cool. But I always liked the line work of like tribal stuff. And again, mm-hmm. I feel this is some serious. I'm that guy. Like, I don't even know what the term tribal <laughs> means. You know, like, who is this tribal to? You know, like you see <laughs> right. Jason, Jason Momoa. Tribe? Yeah, exactly. Like you see Jason Momoa and all his stuff and you realize a lot of that has roots in like the Polynesian culture and Samoa Um and, and so that makes right. sense. And and little white Maddie from New Hampshire. <laughs> oh, yeah. My weird That's... Celtic tribal clan. Oh, so dumb. <laughs> None of my tattoos. Yeah. And so my, my tramp, oh I will keep calling it my tramp stamp, although I'm convinced. I wish I could find a timestamp somewhere. Like uh, this before cell phones and before it would be on the internet. But mm-hmm. I, I want to try to prove that the, the tramp stamp air quotes was not a thing when I got yeah. it done. That My other cousin men had one. Yeah. had a lower back tattoo. Lower back tattoo, yes. And that's the thing is that I have since seen it on other people and again, my cousin had one there and that's why I was like, "Oh, that's kind of a cool spot to put it." Yeah. No, little did it suddenly morph into that every college girl around like you turn on MTV Spring Break and it was like oh, look at my tattoo it's a right. butterfly this one's a right above my whale tail my wh- oh, the whale tail <laughs> ah oh side note we, we had a we had an intern who used to work here and they'll sit behind me there's a desk in my office behind me mm-hmm. and I remember turning around and I was like oh no what is happening and it was it was aggressive and I was like and I had forgotten about the term whale tail that's a good one someone said they were trying to bring that back oh please never know that was awful it was so what it was to me was like on a very thin you know cute little college girl it's like a plumber's crack like it's an accident you don't mean for it to hang out but at that time during the mid '90s, the waistlines on jeans was super low. Like, uh, the, okay, like like a zipper would be two inches long. The the they, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just I the owned zipper. some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm talking about like like they sat so low on your hips that you barely could wear anything under them. You'd sit down and it would pop out the top. And so it, I think it started as an accident and then like some girls just decided to embrace it and were like, hey, look at me, you know, da, 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 da. guys think this is sexy. And then it got out of control. <laughs> I have a super gross pervy thing to admit to, but might as well. OK, I got to do when I was <laughs> when I was in D.C., I got to do a 
of VMA awards. So uh-huh. um, I got to actually go and interview people on the red carpet. And then they have what they call kind of, we've talked about this before, but the idea of Radio Row, which is what it is, is you go into a room and it's just full of people from radio stations from all over the country. Yeah. And then what they do is somebody will bring celebrities one by one to you. Now, I, some celebrities are bigger than others. Um, yes, of course. I got to interview... On the high side, I got to interview Duran Duran, and oh, cool. uh, on the on the <laughs> on the it was fun for me, but not for her side. Uh, Jessica Alba was kind mm-hmm. of a neat interview, although I was just like I was just very excited to get a picture with her. Yes, but I remember sitting there, and Carmen Electra was making the rounds. And oh yeah, I'm trying to remember what year it was. It was like 2001 or two. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I look over, and there is uh, Carmen Electra's plumber's crack. Yes. And so I for sure was that guy. And I now have a blurry picture of Carmen Electra's <laughs> butt crack. No, you don't. I think it's in my scrapbook of radio pictures. It's like, here's a picture of me with Chris Cornell. Here's a picture of me with some listeners at an incubus show. Here's a picture, blurry picture. Carmen Electra's <laughs> butt crack. I felt so dirty afterwards, but I was like... I was also in that uh, I'm an alternative rock guy. Yeah, that's what we do. Carmen Electra, she's like the hottest queen. Ah, she's so hot. Look at her. Alternative rock. Look at her butt crack. But I don't remember there being a whale tail, which I'm sure there wasn't. Um, I would say no. I think that tail, (laughs) that that whale had no tail. But but anyway, completely (laughs) off subject. But, you know, to go back to the tattoo thing, it's interesting because I... Do you regret any of your tattoos? No, I don't. Um, they're they all have stories behind them, so yes. no, I don't. I like really. I thought mine through very well. I wouldn't say that I thought mine through very well, <laughs> and I've tried to stress that to the children. Um, although I feel like their generation will probably be less tattooed than the generation right. they're that probably going to rebel like, we were rebelling against the people saying we couldn't have tattoos and they're going to rebel against all the tattoos and have none yeah that you'll never get a job and it's like ha, 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 you thought now i'm in radio <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they don't care what i look like um but yeah yeah i don't regret well i take it back i regret the tramp stamp but only because it's a tree because of where it is. Only because of the hell you've caught for it in years afterwards. But that said, I've embraced it. And so it doesn't bother me in the sense like, you know, some people make fun of me all the time about it and I'll still show it off because I don't care. Like right. it is something that I did and it's a part of my life. You know, there's other ones. My favorite one is still Mr. Bacon, which is on my forearm, on my left uh, forearm is a picture my daughter drew and the actual one was maybe an inch big and I had the guy blow it up real big mm-hmm. and uh, got it done actually got it redone to get it even crisper um, do you <laughs> did you ever have um, like did you have a tattoo artist that you went to consistently uh, all mine were done by different people so no because I, I also I lived in different places so my very first one my best friend um, from high school she lives in Colorado and she told me if you will come out and visit me she had already gotten one so she was like if you come out and visit me I will buy you a tattoo yeah so at the time I was like super into dolphins and stuff so it's like okay I'm gonna get a dolphin and then I looked high and low and all over the place to find the perfect dolphin that I wanted to get 
And so that came from my first trip to Colorado was where that dolphin came from. And where's that dolphin? It is on my right hip. Oh, I thought that, wait, I thought, I thought you had the dolphin as on the, uh, we'll call it the lower back. No, that's a fairy. Oh, got it. No. And that was after my, um, marriage that wasn't a marriage, <laughs> I rebelled and said, I'm going to get a massive tattoo on my back. And it's, I mean, it's not massive, it's lower back, but it's a very pretty fairy yeah. that I got. And then now I have a, um, a design that was made up by um, Megan Blaylock, who I'm not sure what's, what studio she's at now, but she's in Winston and she's really good. And she was at the she was at the Yellow Rose in Kernersville at the time, but she's moved to Winston. And uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I said her name wrong. It's Mallory Blaylock. And um, she actually, I went into her with an idea of things I wanted and she designed it for me and it's fantastic and it's on my arm. Almost all my stuff was done by one person, uh, Leah Smith. And she had her own studio in Spring Garden and then, um, then moved to, I believe... Leah's now in Winston, or no, she might be in Greensboro now. I can't remember. She's moved a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, was at Tried and True, I think, in in Greensboro for a minute. But either way, one of those deals where I got one, two, three. I actually went got my shoulder done. I got a koi fish on one arm or one shoulder, and actually went back and Leah redid it, and it was really cool because it was the opportunity to be like, this is something I did early in my career. And then Leah got to redo it, and and now it's even it added more stuff to it and made it even oh, yeah. clearer. So that was really rad. But yeah, I found one person kind of stuck with them, just because there was such a good dynamic there. Um, sure. But yeah. So did you ever see? You know, when you see on YouTube of the person getting ink and doing the thing of screaming and crying and fainting, have you ever experienced that? Oh no, no. I mean, I compare it to going to the dentist in the sense that it's annoying and sometimes they hit certain spots that make you go oh but I don't think it's it's not that bad I haven't either although I did have one not on that note but it was another kind of a funny interaction I was getting something I was getting my first tattoo redone and that was one I just straight up picked off the wall. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Um, but then I was having something else put around it and they were redoing it at the same time. So while I'm getting it done, this girl walks in and she's like, Hey, uh, <laughs> I got a question. The guy's like, all right, what? Uh, I want to know if you do cover ups." and he's like, yeah, you know, we can do a cover up. And she's like, okay, I want to see what you could do with this. And so she pulls up her sleeve and on her shoulder. So picture the top of your shoulder mm-hmm. down to the elbow. So that entire area of like your oh thi- your tricep area was a giant oval. So it was one big oval and it was completely filled in black except for the eight. Yes, it was a solid black eight ball on her arm. And she was asking what she could do for a cover-up. Oh. 
which is not how any of that works. No, that it, that is your cover up right there. I mean, if there's no blank space at all to work with, there's nothing you can do. No. So the guy was like, "Yeah, I could fill in the middle." <laughs> like I'll just <laughs> good fill, for him. I'll fill it all in. And she's like, "What?" He's like, "You can't tattoo over black. That's not how that works. It's not like you no. add." Oh, oh no. And then she kind of, you know, her, my friend did it. And he's like, well, not much of a friend. No. Um, see, that's the thing. It's funny to me because you always see people, you know, on Facebook and whatever saying, who's your best tattoo artist in town? Or what tattoo artist do you recommend? And I'm like, no, that's not how you do that. Because it depends on what style you want. It depends on if you want watercolor or if you want animated or if you want... You know, there's different artists, just like in art out in the world, different tattoo artists specialize in different styles. And you shouldn't just go to Bob down the road because right. your friend over here with the tribal tattoo says he's great if you want something that looks like animatronics, you know, or whatever. Right, right, right. I actually went one time. Have you ever been to a tattoo party? Oh, God, no. Yeah, <laughs> I would never. <laughs> when I was in the restaurant business, some friends of mine had a tattoo party. And so everybody was hanging out and this guy was giving tattoos at the party. And I was like, oh, I'm totally next. Um, it, the party kind of died down by the time I would have gotten my turn. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but yeah. Um, is there anything that you still want to get done that you have in mind? Or like I have a couple things. The one I keep going back to and I won't do it because I know better. But do you remember that movie, like, was it We're the Millers or Meet the Millers? Yes. Okay. You remember the kid with his chest tattoo that says, no ragrets? Yes. And you keep saying you're going to do it. I'm like, no, don't do that. (laughs) I I feel that at 46 years old, the perfect time to get a no ragrets tattoo is now. (laughs) Mm, Is it? Is it? I just... I feel like when you're <laughs> 60, you might have some regrets. I just love that line. Not even one letter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, that, you don't have any, really? Not even not even one letter? No. And I, you know, I, I try to tell my kid 100%, you know, like dad's got tattoos and dad had piercings and, you know, but I always said, you know, really think about whatever it is that you do because... It's true. I mean, you say it's there forever and there is tattoo removal, but it's extremely no. expensive. It's way more painful. Tattoo removal is awful. From Have you everything I've ever No, but from everything uh, I've ever yeah. heard from people, it's painful, really painful. Like not not like going to the dentist. <laughs> really no. painful. You have to go back like depending on the tattoo up to like maybe six times and it's very expensive so no you can't just say oh well i'll get it removed later because no i saw a video of a guy it was on a podcast um they were talking about him (laughs) he was talking about how when he was younger in his life and you know he had done some crazy things he was a big fan of the insane clown posse and he got you know the insane clown posse like makeup like the clown makeup he got that tattooed on his face. So like the tip of his nose is a solid black circle. He's got lines on, like above and below his eyes. He's got a tattoo all around his mouth. So needless to say, now at however old he is, he's trying to have it removed. But oh God. they're like, he did a video. He's like, I'm now on treatment number or whatever. And it's like, you can still tell what it is. And it's, you know, it takes a while. So yeah, I would definitely and- say, you know, okay, make sure you the- really think about it. 
if the person and or band that you idolize, if theirs is makeup, yours should be too. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be there permanently. <laughs> yeah, just because you're a fan of, uh, uh, yes. you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, perfect example. Like, yeah. I love Gene Simmons so much that I'm going to tattoo the demon on my eyes. Like Gene Simmons washes that shit off every night. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I. Uh, there's nothing saying that I won't get more tattoos at some point, although my disposable income is a little less than it used to be. But I'm always in the market and I still have, like I still want to get a um, some graffiti done. Like I still want to get a graffiti artist to design something to like tag. Like oh, to do a cool. tag on me. I like I, that, it's like I have ideas, but it's nothing yeah. that I'm going to act on right now. I all of my tattoos had long spans of time in between them. Like I said, I really think them out very, very thoroughly. And the only thing I could think of maybe that I would do just off the top of my head right now is find um, an old card that was written to me by my mom and maybe get something like her signature or something. Get See, that tattooed somewhere. That is awesome. Because yeah. it's such a cool thing. It means a lot to you, and it's got such a symbolic nature. And I think, honestly, I think you find the right person. I've seen so many lettering tattoos that are done uh, so amazingly. Now, I will say 100%, what all tattoo artists will do is stencil it out or draw it out first mm-hmm. before they ink it. Yeah. Please, and this is not just to you. This is to everybody out there. Spell check. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Spell, spell check, <laughs> punctuation, everything. Because I have also seen a lot of ragrets, but also a lot of the Nobody wrong. Nobody wants John Bovey on their yes, <laughs> it, on their arm forever. That is one of my favorites. Google "It's Is My Life" by John Bovey yeah. is one of my favorite tattoos ever. Well, that's going to probably about do it for us, the tattooed members of the Get Up Show, and. Uh, <laughs> We wish you lots of luck if you're out there under the needle right now and and with everything else that you do. Charlie, do you have any parting words? Just make sure you research that tattoo artist really well. And I'm going to go back to what Charlie said, is that Gene Simmons Simmons washes off his makeup at night, so you don't need it on 24-7. All right, y'all take care. (laughs) We will talk to you next week. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.